We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's Friday, March 24th, 2023. Alex Berutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! This is our second to last episode of the Friday podcast, I believe. Uh, We are done on April 7th. I'm sure most of your fantasy leagues are actually done before that. But we will continue to provide fantasy advice, which at that point will probably be like, pick up Johnny Davis. He's must roster. He's playing 43 minutes a game and putting (laughs) up 11 points and three assists. Um, two percent shooting for the Wizards. <laughs> let's jump. Uh, yeah, if you're in a field goal percentage league, do not. Uh, let's let's jump to the news. Uh, Chris Middleton will not play uh, today, Friday. It's the first of a back to back, so they're setting him out. Um, the Bucks are going up against the Jazz, so that's understandable. But if you if you held on, if you drafted Middleton and, and stashed him in your IR. Um, you're being rewarded since he joined the starting lineup, 20 points per game, 7.7 assists per game. That'd be a career high four boards and a steal. Um, the Bucks also passed the Celtics in title odds earlier this month. Uh, in March, the Bucks are eight and three. The Celtics are eight and five. We also have the Cavs at eight and three and the 76ers at 10 and two. The East, the top tier of the East is just, they are cruising through the entire league right now. Um, and I've been hearing a lot of I've been hearing a lot of Jason Tatum hate, honestly, Ken. People saying they should give Jalen Brown more opportunities down the stretch, and Tatum's a bad pull-up shooter now, and all this stuff. I'm hoping it kind of angers him. He, he's he's been kind of coasting, frankly. Okay, I want to see him get. I, I want to use it as a with a chip on his shoulder, but we'll see. He's made a few comments like, "Well, it's a long season," <laughs> and he hasn't looked like I wouldn't mind a three three game nap. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't he the one that he was like, I want to play every game, and the coaching staff was like, You should rest, and now he's playing, he's not playing as well. Yeah. Maybe he does need that rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, we'll see. But back to Middleton. I would I mean Middleton's per games are great, but uh, the the yeah. game management, he missed a game on the fifth, missed a game on the first, February sixteenth. It's just frustrating when you're like, Oh, the Bucks have a four game week, and then you realize, oh, he's not gonna play in all those, and then you gotta make that you kind of have to ca- uh, calculate that in your weekly leagues. One of the many guys in the NBA where you have to check the schedule and uh, not just the number of games, but is there a back-to-back? Um, that's something right. that's been really important this season. Uh, Ken, let's let's just go to the the Nets. 
Go to Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, Nets really blew it last night against Cleveland. Had an eight-point lead with a little over two minutes remaining. They had three ugly end-of-game turnovers that doomed their fate. Isaac Okoro, of all the Cleveland Cavaliers, Okoro hits the corner three game winner after a missed free throw from Donovan Mitchell. Looked like it was a lane violation by Mitchell. He actually had two attempted putbacks. Uh, The Nets had three guys ready to get Mitchell's second missed putback, and they all fumbled the ball away. Cavs kept it, moved it around, wide open Okoro in the corner, and to uh, his credit, he drained the three. As you pointed out, uh, Alex, the Cavs have won eight of their last ten and are now actually three and a half back of Philly for third. They have a they have a small, tiny chance of getting into third. The Nets, though, they dropped to seventh now, which means playing at that spot. And they've lost six of ten. Kind of the early magic uh, of their new lineup seems to have faded. Yeah, they were having a really hard time. I watched the first half of that game, um, sat down, and they there were like three straight plays where the net, uh, Cavs just ran pick and roll. Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Evan Mobley got like literally three wide open layups in the middle of the lane. And I was like, yeah. what? What are the Nets doing? And you know, they, what, is there something wrong with Cam Johnson? He only got 22 minutes. They seem to sit him the entire fourth. Uh, I mean, he was cold. He was only one of six from the field, so that could be the problem. But uh, they kind of turned their back on Cam Johnson at the end of that game. Yeah, I think that was mostly just matchup-based and riding the hot hand. Joe Harris said it was five for eight from downtown last night, so I think that played a, played a part in Cam Johnson only seeing 22 minutes. DFS also only 22 minutes. Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, with Royce O'Neal playing 30 minutes off the bench. And they've been, De'Ron Sharp has seen extra minutes in recent games as well. Um, you know, mainly mainly due to to one big outing that he had uh, earlier this week when he had 20 points and 11 boards in, in, in only 20 minutes. But uh, I, I do think if, if Harris isn't on fire from downtown, Cam Johnson sees more minutes down the stretch. Sharp had a monster block on Evan Mobley too at one point, which was um, which was nice. Uh, let's go to some more injury news. LeBron James could play the final week of the regular season, but he's denied those reports on Twitter of a timeline. <laughs> My God! Um, but he has resumed on-court activity and a quote gradual movement program, which is something Ken is very familiar with. <laughs> the morning after drinking too much bourbon. <laughs> I'm always on a gradual movement program. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Lakers, uh, for those thinking about picking up LeBron or those who have LeBron on their roster still, Lakers have a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back during the final week of the regular season, so keep that in mind. Uh, but I think, the honestly, the biggest news here is kind of Austin Reeves. Uh, nine, straight, nine straight double-digit scoring games, 19.8 points, 6.1 assists, 3.6 rebounds. Absolutely a must-roster player. Um during this stretch really caught fire as soon as Alex recommended him in our waiver wire section a few weeks ago, then just took off. That was the magic he needed. It was. <laughs> uh, Ken, you have a note in here that you want to, you want to whine. Yeah. About yeah you know, I'm injury? tired of hear about LeBron James. How about Paul George's injury two to three weeks. Did you see the way his knee bent yeah. the wrong way when he came down on that rebound? And I had a chance at catching Shannon in our keeper league. That chance is now evaporated with George gone. Might as well put Shannon's name on the trophy for Ken, this year's keeper. I have Harden, Halliburton, 
I don't want to hear it. Our Anthony Edwards. I'm dealing with injuries too. I don't want to hear you it. You are dealing with injuries. You are. I know. And George is no Cal Ripken, but still, I wanted we, to win anyway. You know, more while about, we were in LA, while we were discussing LA, I thought I would throw that in there. No, I, I do think it's worth exploring the George injury a little bit more as well. The Clippers played on Thursday night. Eric Gordon was in the starting lineup, and it sounds like he'll be in the starting lineup for however long George sits out. Uh, Gordon played 22 minutes, finished with eight points, not doing much there. Uh, they gave wet- Bones some real run Bones. that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bo- Bones came out, and he he had a hot hand. Six for 13 from the floor, four for seven from downtown. 16 points and seven assists in 26 minutes. So this could be the opening that Bones needed to really solidify himself in that Clippers rotation. It's funny how they got Highland and then like Westbrook showed up four hours later and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, Bones. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad, a tough it's a tough rotation to guess. You know, they got a lot of different guards oh, and wings yeah. that can play, and it might be matchup based. So I went, you know, like on a lot of other teams, if a guy like Paul George got hurt, we'd have one or two guys on the waiver wire. We'd be like, You gotta add this guy. Right. It's right. not it's not necessarily like that for the Clippers, especially with so many other teams dealing yeah. with injury situations. Well, I think that's why Kennard's very happy with the Grizzlies. And let's go to Memphis, where Luke Kennard's uh, now coming off the bench because another benchmate of his, John Morant, made his return off the bench during Wednesday's win over the Rockets. I can't imagine that's going to, they're going to keep bringing him off the bench. Rockets, a great team to come back uh, for after missing a bunch of games. Morant posted 17 points, five assists, four rebounds, and two steals in 24 minutes. Hopefully coming back in time to help your championship squads. It sounds like Morant will continue to be eased back over the next few games. You know, Memphis is up now two games on the Kings for second. They're three and a half back of the Nuggets for first out West. So I don't think the Grizzlies really, unless things head south or north real dramatically, they're kind of locked into that second place and they can take their time with Morant. Right, guys? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, Sacramento's right there, so you never know. But there's not too many games left. And, yeah, I wouldn't be worried. Like, if you have John Morant in fantasy, just start him. Not that worried about it. Maybe it's a situation where they just bring him off the bench until they lose a game, and then they throw him back in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect this to be a prolonged stretch coming off the bench. I mean, two, three games at max would be my guess. Uh, Alex, take also- us to Golden State. Yeah, we have we have Gary Payton Jr. news. However, we'll get to that later in the show. Tension. Um, plus, <laughs> plus, we have Alexei Pokashevsky news. Poku. Uh, he was called up by OKC from the G League. He has recovered from a tibia fracture. Uh, excited to see some Poku playoff minutes. Playoff you Poku. See if, <laughs> playoff Poku would be nice. I just hope that we see Poku and Holgram next year. I want to see what those two giant, God. super skinny guys are like. How many broken I, uh, tibias we going to have yeah, next year from those two? Broken sternums. <laughs> I was watching Chet Holmgren shoot. He was, there, was a, there was someone posting a Twitter of him shooting before the game. He is, he is skinny, man. I was he, like, one. Go ahead. Counter, he's beefed up a lot. Like, he is. he is put on – like twice as much mass as he had before the season. I'm not even joking. Like he is still mild thin, but if you look, if you look at his legs, you look at his cheeks, like he has actually gained some weight. He's starting to fill out as much as he possibly can. And as you know, I, it reminds me of like Tayshawn Prince, like 
even as you fill out, you're still, if you're just, if you have that frame, you're still going to be skinny, but he has, he has beefed up. He has beefed what, up. What would you frame. set? What would you set is the over under next season games played by Holgram and Poku. I thought you were going to say his weight <laughs> over under 210. No, uh, number of games played by both Poku and Holmgren. Well, Poku total. might not play games. He mean, might not. Gonna, yeah, he might not bad. be on the roster. What, what, yeah, you know, we're so. not, let's not even worry about the rotation. Is he going to be on the roster next season? 70? Uh, I don't know. They've got a, they've got room on their front court. They can put Poku on the bench. They do, but when you have Chet and then you have, uh, you know, the, the 25 the draft picks. Yeah. yeah, that's true. How many picks they have next year? 25. I, I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's just the thunder. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, let's go with the fan feedback, Ken. Yeah, if you fans, if you'd like us to answer a question, please post a comment on our most recent Rotowire YouTube NBA video. This week, YouTube superfan Daniel A. asked, can any Spurs or Rockets, gentlemen, any Spurs or Rockets be trusted next week and beyond? I would trust almost no Spurs. I mean, I have Zach Collins. And I'm sweating that out a little bit. He's he's really good when he plays, so I'm not he plays. I'm not dropping him. But pretty much no one is trustworthy except uh, Sandro Mamu Kalashvili. I'd say if you have Mamu on your roster, you're safe. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you for saying the name. All right, yeah. Mamu. Yeah, thank you. You're safe if you have Mamu. I, actually, I think most of the guys on Houston are relatively safe. I don't know how you feel, Shannon. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I I, I, do, I same. I don't trust any of the Spurs. I know I've been recommending picking up a lot of those guys. I like them when they play, but it's pretty evident that the Spurs are gonna sit, uh, you know, a handful of players every other game or every game and just change which handful of players that is. Um, with, with the Rockets, I'm not as worried. They really haven't been doing that. Players are typically only sitting if they're injured. Um, but even if, even if the Rockets do sit some players, let's say, I mean, I mean, they're actually bringing players on board. They just signed DJ Augustine. Come on, come on. (laughs) I think, uh, I got a, I got a, I got a stat that that tells you exactly how many guys are playing for the the Spurs and how, uh, how sparse the rotation has been. They have had over the past 15 games, 12 different guys have posted at least 30 fantasy points in a game. 
Um, normally, you'd be like, wow, this team's going to win the finals. No, yeah, that's, a deep squad. that's not what's happening. <laughs> right. uh, there's just a lot of guys on any given night who are like the best option on the team. Do but you if- think Trey Jones was maybe actually healthy the entire season? They're like, no, you're, you have an injury, Trey. Sit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I absolutely do believe that. But with the Rockets, <laughs> the, the top six, seven guys on the Rockets who you, you're deploying in fantasy, I mean, basically Porter, Green, Kenyon Martin, Jabari yeah. Smith, uh, you know, LP, uh, Eason, any of those guys, I, I'm just as comfortable as I was a week or two ago. Um, I think they'll continue to play. And, and, I, and I still believe Eason's going to get extra minutes at some point down the stretch as well. Yeah. Alan, for free agent pickups, Houston has four games next week. The Spurs have only three. But if anyone you're thinking of picking up for the Spurs, they'll probably play a max of two. <laughs> I also like want that. to point out uh, favorite of the pod, Kenyon Martin, 31 points on Wednesday for the Rockets. And the Rockets played all their starters on Wednesday. They're not, they haven't shown any signs of sitting. I'll, I'll tell you what team I'm more worried about than the Rockets sitting players is Utah. Like basically, uh, if you if you have Clarkson, uh, Laurie Markinen, Sexton, I question how many more games any of those three players are, are going to partake in for the remainder of the season. They've already sat. Markenden's been ruled out for Friday. Uh, he sat a game earlier this week, returned for a one-game stint, and had like 40 points and 12 rebounds. Absolute monster, just a beast of a season for Markenden. Um, But, I mean, that that opens up value. We've talked about THT, Horton Tucker, a couple times. The, Chris the Dunn, baby. Yep, Chris Dunn, Kessler. All of those guys get added value with Markenden out and Clarkson out. Um, and we'll talk about another player on the Jazz later. I'll another, add to that. Check your, check your waiver wire to see if Kelly, the clinic Olenek, is available. The Canadian Army Knife. Uh, he's, he's available in the third of leagues. And when marketing out, Olenek just explodes. First on drive. The Canadian Army Knife is not a uh, registered nickname on basketball <laughs> reference for Kelly Olenek. I believe it's available. Yes. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send an email. Uh, we'll make that happen. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's go to the waiver wire. Uh, next week, we have 12 teams with three games. All other teams have four games. Uh It'll be a fun news week. I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> let's go to my available in 50% of leagues player, Nick Richards of the Charlotte Hornets, 51% roster in Yahoo, only 9% in ESPN. Hornets have just three games next week, but he's just he's just a must-roster player at this point. Um, Mark Williams, who was starting at center for, for Charlotte, is day-to-day with a sprained thumb, but I imagine they hold him out the rest of the season. We also know how... Charlotte is with injury reporting. They don't do it. Uh, so I just think he's out. Uh, past six games for Nick Richards, 9.3 points on 71% for the field. And almost more importantly, 89% from the free throw line on three attempts a game. He's been great all season from there. That really helps his fantasy value in category leagues. Uh, that goes along with 10 boards, two blocks, and a dime and a half. Hey, he was the cover guy last week's uh, waiver wire video and proving us right. Love to see the blocks. Rebounds are huge. And when a, when a center can give you good free throw percentage, that's huge. unusual. Yeah. Uh, Ken, who is your player this week? We're going to go out to Portland to a guy who uh, Alex last year called the tanking king, Trendon Watford of the Portland Trailblazers. Managed in only 29% of Yahoo, only 6% of ESPN leagues. 
Portland has four games next week. Uh, I think the Blazers are going to shut down Jeremy Grant and Anthony Simons, who are both dealing with small injuries. They're three and a half games uh, out of the play-in with Utah and Oklahoma City uh, of them between them and the play-in as well. Sorry, it's Anthony Simons. I butchered that. My apologies to the Simons family. Uh, The second-year forward, Watford, over the last five games, he's had four starts, almost 13 points, almost seven rebounds, 2.4 stocks, with great percentages, 52% from the field, 80 from the line, and one triple a game. Um, Trendon Watford, he might be the tanking king yet again. Hop on that train uh, for those weird starting lineups to end the season. Another team I'm more worried about uh, shutting down a bunch yeah. of players than than the Rockets. Yeah, Portland and, and Watford, great, great suggestion. My my first pickup recommendation is actually going to be twofold. I've got Marvin Moneybags Bagley for my Detroit Pistons and Jonathan Kaminga of the Golden State Warriors. Moneybags has been on fire over the past two games. He is a top five fantasy option per game over the past <laughs> week. He, uh, he is no, averaging over uh, those two games, 30, 35 and a half minutes, 22 and a half points, hitting a couple three-pointers per game, 5.5 rebounds, three stocks, 60% from the floor, 83%. This isn't a two-game hot streak. This is the new normal for my man. New normal. But no, no, in, in all seriousness, I think Bagley, I like him in daily leagues and daily pickups as, as an option, but I do worry about his role in the rotation. Essentially, the Pistons have been shorthanded almost every game that Bagley has exploded, um, and, and they could sit him every other game for the remainder of the season. I know for, for the upcoming game, Duran, Wiseman, and Bagley are all healthy. So, we'll, you know, we'll get a good insight on how that how Bagley's production will look in that scenario, which there hasn't been many games where all three have been active. Um, with Kaminga, I actually think there's a chance that we'll see the Warriors get locked into whatever it may be, the five or six seed, and then rest some of their veterans for the final week of the season or at least a couple games down the stretch. Kaminga's already picked up his production recently over the past four games, averaging 18 points, five rebounds, 1.6 stocks. Um, Just a solid option who's available in in, uh, over 50% of leagues that if you need need a streaming option, he's a guy who, especially the final week of the season, I like a bit more. Well, your your point about Bagley, I actually uh, messaged this in our chat the other day. I think it's an interesting stat about him. He he's tied for first on the team with average fantasy points over the past fifteen games. Him and Killian Hayes are both averaging thirty, and um, Bagley actually has the biggest fantasy game of, of anybody on the Pistons over the past fifteen. So yeah, there are going to be some games where he doesn't do as well if everyone's healthy, but the upside uh, is definitely there. Um, I'm going to keep it rolling with Golden State, though. I have a bit of a deep cut. Gary Payton Jr. for the Golden State Warriors, 6% roster. Chandon is shaking his head on the <laughs> podcast video right now. Uh, Payton has been out since early February. This is my deep league suggestion, okay? My long your, shot. Your Give long a break shot. here. Your long uh, shot defensive specialist pick, yes. Payton's been out since early February due to an adductor injury that basically held up the th- three-team trade um, at the deadline. But he might return as soon as Sunday. Andrew Wiggins... Who knows? That absence is murky. There's no updates. It sounds very possible that he will not come back this season. 
Um, and we also, um, I think they just need experienced role players and not just veterans, guys who know Steve Kerr's system. Peyton is that guy. Um, You're terrifying Anthony Lamb managers at this point. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I will. I'll give you any lamb. What? I, I'll give you that, Al. I'll give you that, Al. If you're in a league that's deep enough to roster Anthony Lamb, Gary Payton, thank you, Junior, or the yeah. third or the fourth, whichever one he is, is the second. Sorry, I shouldn't call him Junior. He's Gary Payton the second. I apologize to the Payton family. Our second family <laughs> apology in the waiver wire section. Um, but uh, I, you know, I I am couching it, so I will say here as to Shannon's point, he's a little limited because he's a guard. And the Warriors obviously need wings. They don't need more minutes at guard with with Clay and, and Curry there. But last season with the Warriors, 45th in per 36-minute fantasy value and averaged uh, not, uh, 10 points, 4.5 boards, 1.8 steals, 1.3 assists, and shot 64% when you saw minutes in the 20s last season. I think, I think the Warriors have some minutes from Moses Moody that they can get rid of. They have some minutes from J. Michael Green that they can potentially get rid of. Anthony Lamb as well, and maybe even Jordan Poole. Oh, God, this has gone on way too long. If while evaluating Peyton, just please look at his per 18 minute stats. Yeah. Per 18. Mm. He's All still right. worth rostering. <laughs> he leaves. 18 team league, 18 minutes a game. The, guy, the ultimate the guy hasn't been player. able to lift his arm for like three weeks. And it's he's, like a doctor injury. Fly. He was playing like, through it, they were giving him shots. All right, and Ken, he was fine in Portland. Can can we obviously have to carry this segment for Alex this week? So <laughs> yeah, please, yeah. let's go to my That's my long good. shot of the week is actually an Alex favorite. <laughs> Quentin Grimes of your New York Knicks only managed an eleven percent of Yahoo leagues, some tiny number on ESPN. He's starting, as Alex has been pointing out for numerous episodes. I'm a little worried about Jalen Brunson's hand injury. Also, hey, check your waiver wire to see if Emmanuel quickly is available. He's only managed in 63% of Yahoo leagues. Grimes, though, last four games, almost 15 points, a steal, and almost four threes per contest. The Knicks have four games next week, including some sweet matchup with the Rockets and the Wizards. Quinn Grimes playing significantly more minutes than Gary Payton II is my long (laughs) shot of the week. If they play the same amount of minutes, Payton would crush Quentin Grimes. <laughs> uh, It'd be a yeah, defensive Gr- battle royale. Grimes had a back-to-back uh, 20-point games. Uh, was great against Orlando. Yeah. Um, his his shot is so quick. That's a huge part of his game. Is like they just pass it to him, and it's it's in the basket before you even realize he shot it. So as long as Brunson remains out, uh, Grimes is is going to be, I think, fantasy relevant. Uh, Knicks, the Knicks are fairly locked into the fifth spot. I think, uh, though, we'll see if the Heat heat up. But they have lost three in a row, though. So eh, maybe they'll rush Brunson back. We'll find out. All right, Shannon, who's your long shot? My long shot of the week is O'Shea Abaji for the Utah Jazz. He has been locked in the starting lineup. Uh, He's actually started 10 straight games for the Jazz, uh, basically filling in for Clarkson, uh, Jordan Clarkson over that stretch. Um, he's picked up his production recently over the past four games, averaging 32 and a half minutes, 16 points, 3.3 rebounds, not doing much on the defensive end, uh, but he is hitting 3.3 three-pointers per game over that stretch. Decent shooting percentages as well, 51% and 78. Obaji should be Obaji should be locked in 
to 30 plus minutes for as long as Jordan Clarkson's out. And as I mentioned earlier, I believe that could be the remainder of the season. Um, Obaji just went off for a career high 27 points uh, against the Sacramento Kings earlier this week. He is absolutely available in, oh man, a lot of leagues, yes. most of the yeah. leagues. Yeah. Uh, he, he is available in, he's only rostered 19% of Yahoo and 3% of ESPN. Absolutely one of my favorite pickups this week. Abaji is a money ball player. He's threes and layups. Um, 31% of his shots come from the corner. Takes a decent amount at the rim. He's a good athlete. He actually has zero long mid-range attempts this season. None. Perfect. Um, well, and frankly, yeah. it's a rookie like Abaji that they want to give minutes to when they decide to pack it in for the year. You know, they don't need more yeah. Jordan Clarkson minutes. They want to develop the young talent, plan for next season. Him and Kessler, get them playing together out there, get the kids out there. Yeah, first team All-American with Kansas, Big 12 player of the year last season, averaged 19 points per game for the Jayhawks. He, he's a legit talent. Ken, who's your boring pick? Oh, my boring pick of the week. Another pod favorite, Andrew Nebhard, point guard, or well, it's called point guard and shooting guard for your Indiana Pacers. Managed in 27% of Yahoo leagues, only 7% of ESPN. Uh, Pacers have four games next week as well. We've been talking about Tyrese Halliburton is probably shut down for the rest of the season. Anyway, last seven games for Nebhard, over 17 points a contest, over five and a half assists, which is huge. So hard to find assists off the waiver wire. While shooting a quality 52% from the field, which includes two triples a game, uh, so Nebhard finishing strong for a Pacer squad, nothing to play for. They should be playing rookies like Nebhard. Uh, love him as a boring pickup of the week. And again, the Pacers have four games next week. And I, I'm going to push back on the Halliburton being shut down notion just because he's currently listed as questionable for Friday night's game. And, you know, the, the, the Pacers came out last week and said he'll miss the next three games at least. And I feel like if, if they already knew he was going to, they they knew he was going to miss more time. I, I think they would have announced that, um, and he would not be listed questionable. You know, six six seven eight hours before game time tonight. I, well, I think Nemhard, the main though, thing still starting. Nemhard still starting. Yeah. Yes, Halliburton. yes. I think the main thing with Nemhard is you just like to sh- see the increased shooting attempts. There were a lot of points in the season where he would start and take like eight shots. Um, he's being a lot more aggressive. So I think you can you can add him with some confidence because even if he yes. Halliburton does come back, I think he'll be shooting more than he was before. Um, let's go to our Friday DFS picks brought to you by FanDuel. Sign up for FanDuel now and compete for millions of dollars in prizes each day. Choose your best NBA lineup and complete to win real cash. Let's get those real cash picks out here. We got a 10-game slate today. Uh, highest over under Suns at Kings 240. That'll be a fun game. As uh, we got a lot of injuries. This is uh, this is something else. I'm I'm looking at our chart right now. Um, it's just not only are tons of guys out, tons of guys are questionable. Pretty much everybody on the Spurs uh, is a coin flip. <laughs> Beal and Kuzma are out. You got half the half the Pistons are out. You got like. Kyrie is questionable. Half the Jazz are out. Simons and Winslow. It's just, it's just, it's a ridiculous list. So, 
Um, it may have come down to the wire from a from a team construction standpoint, but based on what we know right now, Shannon, where where do your eyes go first on this slate? Yeah, it's a tough one. There there are a few games that I am definitely targeting though. I, I like the I like the Washington San Antonio game, trying to figure out who is going to play. But with Beal and Kuzma already ruled out, um, I'm probably going to lean heavily on Porzingis. Um, I'm okay with with. Gafford, he'll he usually sees more minutes in that scenario, and then our boy Denny, one of one of the podcast favorites, um, should get the spot start. And and he, you know, he's he's really risky, uh, but with with thirty plus minutes, you know, there is upside for thirty or more fantasy points. Any of those guys are options. Uh, Porzingis is the only one I'm confident in locking in my lineup on the San hundred eighty nine hundred yep. for the unicorn yep. on Fanduel. I think he might be my most exp- uh, most expensive player on my roster for currently uh, for tonight's slate. On the San Antonio side, it just depends on on who ends up being available. Um, but I could see Kelton Johnson, Vassell, Zach Collins, any of those guys being options. Um, Trey Jones and Graham, same thing. But uh, there there's going to be risk there as well. Um, but that that's the primary game that I'm looking at. Over under of 228, not the highest on the slate. Um, but I do also think, uh, you know, it could be more competitive than that. It could be a more competitive game than it should be with, uh, Beal and Kuzma out. Vassell plays. I like Vassell a lot in that game of Corey Kispert trying to keep up with him. I, uh, I'm with you on Porzingis. He played 22 minutes in the last game. It was a loss to Denver. Wes Unsell pulled him after he got three relatively quick fouls. Weird. But I think the the plus side here is that you got 25 points out of him in 22 minutes. Like he's going to launch, and that that very nice feature that we added on our NBA lineups page, um, Beal and Kuzma when those guys are off the floor, Porzingis with a 39 percent usage rate in a 149 minute sample. So he will absolutely be firing up shots. Uh, he could reach value if he only plays 25 minutes a game or in this game. So. That's good as well. Um, we touched on Detroit earlier in the show. They got a ton of guys out, but at this point, it's mostly the guys who have been out. Uh, so they're in some ways they're healthier than they have been. Livers is is expected to be back. Are they um, ruining Jalen Duran, Shannon? Uh, I I would prefer to see him starting. Um, he has been very productive off the bench, though, um, playing behind Wiseman. Uh, they, they did get a little bit of run in a recent game together as well, which was interesting. Um, but it's, it's one way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not ideal. I would prefer to have Duran out there in the starting lineup playing 30 plus minutes per game right now. I still think long-term he is going to be their starting, uh, the Pistons starting center. Yeah. You would think they would want Wiseman beating up on the backup bigs. And you can feed him the ball a little bit and have him have him kind of go solo on bench units in a way that Duran just doesn't do. Um, but hey, you, you experiment with any lineup when you're Detroit and uh, get the numbers that you need to get, and uh, that'll do it. Uh, we have the the Houston Memphis re. This is a rematch. Um, <laughs> I would actually. This is kind of an aside. I would like to know the the percentage of teams that cover on the second game after they lost the first game in these two game series. I don't have that number. I would like to know it. I feel like it happens all the time, but this is actually a relatively healthy game. Um, I think there's like decent values in this game, but nothing, uh, nothing insane. 
Well, Houston has actually been a decent rebounding team lately. Well, let, let's um, go to the big over-under. What about Phoenix and Sacramento? Sure. Is there anything there? No no Aiton. Aiton's out for a couple of days. I don't know if anyone's hopping on the Bayambo train, but uh, yeah, uh, well, I mean, who do you like in that Suns lineup? I mean, Biombo can get plenty of uh, – he can rack up numbers, man. I mean, he's got the blocks upside, so I think he's worth – He's worth a shot. They bumped his uh, salary up to 5,300. I still think that's fine. Um, they also like Landale in some spots as well. So that's that's not the easiest situation to deal with. But if anything, I think it just opens up more shot attempts for for Devin Booker. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind playing him against a Kings team that just doesn't play defense and they don't really have a guy to guard Booker. Um, so I think I think it could be a big game for him. It'll be a closely contested match as well. Just a spread of three and a half with Sacramento yeah. favored. Um, you know, Kevin Kevin Herter, Red Velvet. Is that correct, Ken? Is that one of your nicknames for him? That's not. Just that's mine. a real nickname. That's, the, that's a real nickname. The whole okay. NBA calls him Red Velvet. All right, all right. Well, Red Velvet is, is questionable for tonight. We'll see. That I don't could know open if the carpet up carpet matches the drapes, but yes, red velvet is the nickname. That could open up some playing <laughs> time and extra extra usage for for Keegan Murray. I I do. I mean, my favorite option in this game though is Chris Paul. Um, I, okay. I think uh, you know on Fanduel eighty one hundred. Um, you know, a guy who who basically is pretty safe, going to get you that 30, 35 points without a doubt, and then pops off for close to fifty. You know, once every handful of games. Uh, I like I like him at 8100 a lot. Uh, some other just jumping around the the league a little bit. Taylor Horton Tucker at 5500. That's hard for me to avoid. Um, he's got a really high floor. Don't love the matchup against Milwaukee, but the reality is it could be a blowout early, and then Horton Tucker is like uh, crossing over Joe Ingles um, and getting easy layups at the rim. Uh, we also, I mean, Abaji is not a uh, not a bad say? option either. Forty seven hundred. Uh, that that's a you know Abaji night. Yeah, yep. I, I love both. I love both those guys. Olenek, Kessler. Um, you know, with Markinen out, Clarkson out. I, I like any of those options on Utah. Uh, I agree with you. Tht at fifty five hundred is very hard to pass up. Even though his playing time has gone down some uh, in the past week, he's only averaging about twenty four minutes per game over the past three. Still posting, uh, still posting about 13 and six. That's just quick math there. Don't hold me against that to that. Um, <laughs> but right around 13 and six over those three games, despite the limited minutes. So, THT, if it, especially even if it's a blow, if he gets 30 minutes, he's going to easily uh earn value on, on $5,500. Um, you know, one other game that I really love is actually the Charlotte-Dallas side, a uh, Dallas game. And, and mainly because of the Charlotte side. Charlotte played last night. Um, we had Scary Terry and Kelly Oubre and Dennis Smith. I think all three left the game, um, last night's game. And they're, they're, they're all listed as questionable for tonight. If those three players are all ruled out, there's going to be some ridiculous um, players and values popping up on the Charlotte side including probably related to me in some fashion, Bryce McGowan's Charlotte shooting guard, 3,700. Uh, he, he ended up coming off the bench last night, played 25 minutes. Um, he did get some spot starts earlier this season. I'm not enamored by the talent, but $3,700. And, and he could be in a situation where he plays 30 plus minutes tonight. 
Maybe it's a PJ Washington night. He's been slumping as of late, to be honest, but I, he's down to 6,400. I was just about to mention Nick Richards because Dallas has no, they play so small and they too. don't have like yeah. great centers. So he could have a monster night on the boards unless Charlotte counters by going small. Uh, you never know. But uh, yeah, I, your point stands, Shannon. There's also Sfima Hailuk played 30 minutes last night. Uh, I don't think he'll do much, but he played 30 minutes. Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. Obviously, if those guys uh, get ruled out. Uh, any other, I mean, you know, also in that Washington game, I know you mentioned Porzingis, but Daniel Gafford going up against the front line of San Antonio, his minutes are up and down, but he can, he can pop. I don't, I don't love him at 5,400, um, but he's, he's definitely an option for you. Uh, anybody else that we're missing, Shannon? Yeah, I mean, uh, that Charlotte side also, Hay even Hayward, um, you know, yeah. he's 6,300, played 30 minutes last night. It, it's not ideal having to be the second uh, game of a back-to-back. -back. Um, but that that really covers everyone for me. I do one other – actually, let's go. One more option, D'Angelo Russell, 7,600 for the Lakers. Yeah. Um, he's been he's been pretty solid since returning uh, from injury. Uh, he's coming off of 41, uh, 41 fancy point outing in 34 minutes. You know the Lakers obviously shorthanded with LeBron out, so so Russell and OK, OKC. I like the matchup for him. OKC's playing the second game of a back to back as well, and could end up resting players. So give me give me D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, Russell and Kevin Porter feel like very solid options given their mm -hmm. given their salary. Um, Austin Reeves is cheaper. Yeah, I yeah. mean Reeves. Reeves is seventy six hundred. Just yeah, that's a lot for Austin Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Not this version of Austin Reeves, which is a I man know, possessed. I Not know. the Alex Boost Austin Reeves. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I think that wraps it up for us, Ken. Uh, you saying it's time for the – oh, yes. FanDuel is providing a special offer to all new users. Sign up for FanDuel, play $1 in an NBA contest, and receive $10 instantly. Real cash. Uh, let's, uh, let's go with the old man rant. Arg. Teams with losing records should not be in the playoffs. Right now, the Raptors and Bulls are probably nine and ten in the East, despite being three to four games below five hundred. There could be three teams with losing records making the play-in in the West. Boo! Eighty-two games is a grueling marathon, and plenty of time to prove whether or not a team deserves the postseason. Do we really need to give losing record teams a backdoor to the playoffs? Stop making the regular season meaningless. Ditch the play-in. This isn't college basketball with their stupid money-grab conference tournaments. We don't need more games. Arg. I agree that we don't need more games, although it sounds like we're going to get that mid-season tournament. Uh, <clears throat> I, would, I would be totally okay with uh... – there being a caveat to making the postseason or even the play-in and that that being you have to have a winning record so yeah. the playoff field isn't even set. like if there's only six teams in a conference that has a have a winning record those are the only six teams that make the playoffs yeah don't make yeah. me commissioner things will get ugly <laughs> i'd love to see it shannon that's the commissioner a year or two that's uh that's definitely going to be a, a whaling and i off-season pod during the, the doldrums of the season. If you were commissioner, what would you do? I'd bring back the ABA ball. Oh, um, that's, that would be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's among one of the many things. Um okay, mispronounced names. 
We had Anthony instead of Anthony Simons. I said Gary Payton Jr. instead of Gary Payton the second. We apologize mm-hmm. to both families. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Shannon killed the Abaji name in a good way. Uh, that was awesome. Um, well done. Bravo. After yeah. after minutes of preparation. And you <laughs> you you crushed Andor Mamamu. <laughs> Sandro Mamu Kelishvili. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Boom. Former, former buck. I got to know. All right. There you go. I, I uh, see that in the news and I was like, I can't even read that name. Let alone say that name. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by FanDuel. Ken, take us out of here. Let's go to L.A. where pod favorite Austin Reeves said, quote, it wasn't until I entered the NBA that I realized I actually had to eat some veggies, unquote. Attention, passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.